Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to We'll Talk About That Later, a weekly football podcast giving you the insights, opinions, occasional facts and the odd outlandish agenda on the footballing world. Whilst I have your attention, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WTATL Official. That's one of the ways you can keep up with Man of the Week. You can also follow us on TikTok at WTATL.podcast. And without further ado... This is episode number 142, I want to say. That's not good enough. Well, no, it, yeah, someone yeah, who's, yeah. whose job it is, isn't here. So that's because someone is ducking the grind, isn't it? <laughs> ducking the grind. I was, speak, I was speaking really tough last week. Oh, hi, by the way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he hi. Didn't, he didn't even speak about who he's missing. Isn't it? Well, Tanya, yeah, I mean, annoyed. Tanya usually announces what That's all right, man. we still got, we still got. But it is one four two, and Mark, you owe me an apology. No, you know what? No, it was good enough. You got it right. But <laughs> what did you say? It's one four two. I want to say. I want to say. But That's not good it. enough. Next time, it. just be a bit more Mandy sure. It's good enough. It's not good enough. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that was from outside the box, and it went in. I don't even. Yeah, but then you looked at it. You looked at it. They were like, "Oh, I'd be surprised myself." <laughs> He's that was a massive fluke. Well, so I'm supposed to like intro this and then remember what number we're on. That's yeah. just too much, bro. No, 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 it's Tanya's job, isn't it? And she gets so gassed about it. She goes, come on! <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for obvious reasons, Tanya has um, avoided today. <laughs> no, if she, if, she, if, she, if she skipped today's episode just because they lost, then that's poor form. Because <laughs> how many episodes a week, how many, how many, how many times did we come on this podcast? I mean, last season was a shambles, isn't it? Well, not last season. The, the season, season before. before. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, him as well. Two, him including. You, yeah. Bro, me not, and that year, the 2020-21 season, where all of us are coming on a podcast miserable. This season as well. I've come on this podcast, right? We've played eight league games. What? Have we won like 25% of them, if that? Or we've won one, drawn four. Play seven. Play seven. One, one, drawn four, lost two. I think you've been happy once. You only lost one. Yeah, but... Liverpool shouldn't be. Yeah, that shouldn't yeah. be a stat for Liverpool. Like, oh, we've only lost once. Yeah, how many you won? Yeah, Tanya, that's poor for me. You should, come, you should actually be here when you lost. You know, first time they lose this season, and she could. Nah, but it was, it was, it was great. It was amazing. It was. Fantastic. I've only just stopped watching. Highlights. No, I'm still doing. It. I watched. I'm not highlights. I've been watching. I've been consuming everything that. Everything, comes out. man. And the thing is, I watched. I watched a full match twice on top of watching it live. And I watched You've every single time. highlight. So you watched it three times? Yeah. I can't. Can I just confirm something? Yeah. You're actually a neek. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, did, I didn't disagree with I'm you. I'm joking. All, I'm joking. I, I did three times, though, is no, mad. No, can I ask you Can I ask you one thing then? Yeah. What did you notice? Might as well get on to it. It is our spotlight game, right? That, yeah. That. So we'll get on to that and we'll cover it moment by moment. But I want to know. What I saw, yeah, yeah. What, so what you saw in the third the third time that you might have missed in the first or second time? So second time round is because I wanted to enjoy it again. Because obviously <laughs> the first nine minutes, I was, you know, even while we were winning, I'm still tense, isn't it? It's tense. Whilst, and also I'm worried about us conceding, so I'm not fully enjoying it apart from towards the end. 
the second time I watched it was so I can enjoy it again. And I love like watching, I said it before, I love like watching the crowd. I love the crowd noise. And I like watching it with like, cause I was watching with, um, what's it called? NBC first, uh, but then I watched it with BT Was Sport. that Peter Drury? No, it was a different guy actually. It was, actually, the guy, you know, if you go on the uh, Sky Sports, if you go on Sky Sports, um, the, the commentary there, Andy Townsend was, oh. yeah. So that's the commentary that I was watching it live. Okay. And then I watched the second time round, I watched it with BT Sport. So I got to enjoy like Jermaine Genius sounding crying, <laughs> crying. Did Mine you switch it off for the third one? And no, the third time around I watched it with the hating gene. So I wanted to actually <laughs> confirm what I felt about all them hot shit Tottenham players. Like honestly, Tottenham are so. <laughs> let's just get into it. I mean, we're here. At, at what point? Yeah, so somewhere along the line between them being really being, being a bad team and having match winners up front, and and now and between and Saturday, someone has decreed that this team is somehow borderline title challenges, minimum third place, which Tanya says. But they're bad. They've only got two good players, in my opinion. <laughs> They've got a bunch of overrated players. They've got a good manager. But I'm sitting here watching it. How many times have I said Hoybier and Bentancur? Hoybier is... He is, like, not much more than Romeo. <laughs> and what's his name? Bentancur. Bentancur, all he does is just run around. So, and also I was watching, and before the game, we all saw the combined 11s and all that stuff. You know, that's what I hate now. Like, I hate watching big derbies because the combined 11s come out and then you see the horrible opinions. I was seeing Hoiberg in every single combined 11. And I think people just do it for balance. Because if I think about it, yeah, in a combined 11, Lloris, Romero, Kane and Son. That's it. I don't see any other Tottenham player in there. And I loved beating them because it shut them up. Because all they've been doing... Did it though? Oh yeah, because obviously now they've got they've got their <laughs> they've got the excuse in it. Yeah. So I was seeing someone, yeah. Actually, to be fair, I'll, I'll give her credit because the only person who doesn't come with a million excuses is Tanya. Is Tanya. Yeah, yeah. She's the most critical and 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 it's it's and the most right. legit. It's yeah. legit. So when I saw someone, yeah, going at her, calling her a closet gooner because she's moaning all the time, but she's actually got valid concerns because yeah. it ain't the first time she's said it that Tottenham have been rubbish and won games. She's been saying it all season. We've been playing poorly. We've played, every week she comes in here and says, I don't like the way we play and sneak results because it's going to catch up to you. And then she said it again. Chick the chickens came home to roost when they lost this game because they played, they approached the game poorly and it's not sustainable. Someone was on Twitter basically calling her deludu or something. And I saw some of the, that guy's tweets here. I'm going to name his name. But he said something so mad. He goes, his complaint was at Anthony Taylor. Okay, cool. Emerson Royale got sent off. But one of his other complaints was he didn't book Erdegaard for pulling, for pulling back Son. Son. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, cool. What happens? Maximum we get the yellow card. So it, does that affect the result? Oh, uh, we lost because Erdogan didn't get a yellow card. It's just like it's complete nonsense. But I feel like um, that excuse. There wasn't any, like apart from like um, a short period in the first half where mm -hmm. Spurs were hitting us on a break, mm -hmm. and but they didn't create any yeah. chances. They got the the penalty. Mm -hmm. um, there was that chance from the free kick that Ramsdale saved. But yeah. other than that. Can you remember anything that Spurs no. did? And so to say, yeah, that you were two one down at this point, to yeah. say that the red card is the reason why it's you lost the game is 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 basically just ignoring it's your delusion. poor team's performance and Conte got it wrong. One thing that I know you're absolutely right. One thing that I noticed as well watching Mark, you go back to your question, when I watched it, the first thirty seconds is indicative of the way Arsenal play and the way Tottenham play. Tottenham got the ball, gave it straight to Dyer. All, uh, all their forwards run forward and long ball, boom. Arsenal 
when we won the ball back, Saka won the ball off Sonia, it was like six quick passes and then we, we broke forward. That is the di- the difference. I know obviously they're away from home, we're at home. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's not, it's, it, it, is, it is possible for a side to actually go away from home and try and want the ball. Like not just sit back and accept it. We've got quality players like Son and Kane who are shuffling back, playing like Burnley. Why, why, why choose to play like this? I get it. And then the commentary was actually making me so sick because the whole time they're going, yeah, Tottenham are happy to do this. Tottenham are all right. They're all right with it. That's their game plan, their game plan. But why? Like Conte's not done. He didn't do this at Chelsea. Chelsea actually played a decent style of football. I know obviously you have Hazard in the team. But and do, you, do you then think, we, I asked this question last season or towards the end. So I don't know if we can ask it. Well, I'm going to ask it again to so you get your opinion. I know Tanya's not here, but do you think then he trusts the players that he has? Because like, to, to he, set up, you, you're basically setting up a counter-attacking team. Like the midfield was lost from just playing two in there. Yeah. Um, then you're just relying on the front three to, to magic, do something magic, yeah. every single mm. time. That's him though. He did that at Inter. Did it at Chelsea to a lesser extent, but in terms of setting them up, Similar to how he sets up this Spurs but team, but he had like be- he had midfielders who actually would do stuff on the ball in- at Inter, like Barella, Vecino. Mm. Oh, he's got uh, listen. He's got someone who, if given a chance, could come in there and make more of an impact than the two he chooses yeah, week in week out in Basuma. And if he's not willing to give him that goal, then yeah. why do you think that is though? Honestly, I don't know. Listen, he's the one who sees him in training every day. He's the one who has to make that decision. But then why sign him? You signed him for someone remind me of the 25. fee. It wasn't it wasn't too much. Okay, fair yeah. enough. But from what we saw of him at Brighton, he was able to control games in the middle of the park. Progress. It progressed the ball. This is in a, a Brighton team that is systematically played better football than Spurs, but yeah. man for man are worse than Spurs. Yeah. So you have to give Basuma that chance and, and show him that you've got trust in him to come in. And in my opinion, what like there's not a better game to do it than the North London Derby. I know you want your tried and tested in there. But it's going to be fast. It's going to be mm-hmm. physical, you know. And I that thought, guy. I thought it would be that game where he would actually bring Basuma in. Because a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe he's just slowly bedding him in. But Paris has gone into his <laughs> No, away. listen, they're slowly bedding someone in yeah. over a, like a month. Within, within two But he's weeks, not bedding him in. Long he's just slowly, long he's just slowly longing team. it out. Richarlison's in the, Richarlison has even more of a case to not to be bedded in slower because they've got cover there. Whereas in midfield, Bissouma is more needed. Like he's more of a pressing concern. But like, if you look at Tottenham, yeah, like everyone says, all right, they've got three at the back. They're solid at the very least. They might not individually be the greatest, but they're solid at the back. They've got quality forwards. The area in the pitch where they, it comes down to, there's no, there's no other, there's no other scapegoat there. It's the midfield, yeah. and he keeps playing with two in midfield, knowing he's playing against three against Arsenal, and we play with inverted fullbacks. So you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get crowded out, and we've got two wingers who always like to come inside. Most teams in the league, you will see, other than obviously Spurs, other than Chelsea, most teams in the league will set up with a three-man midfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Conte does nothing to to try and deal with that. You saw it at Inter, where actually he had the two up top, Lukaku and Martinez, and, and so actually played three in three, midfield. Yeah, and yeah. I thought going into this Arsenal game, mm-hmm. if he's going to bring that back to England, this is the game to do it. Pack out that midfield. Yeah. I hate to say it, but he's away at the Emirates. So slow the game down, particularly mm-hmm. in the first half hour, and, and just control the ball. And It's not like, it's not like you don't have the ability. Like, if you wanted to, yeah, you can drop Kane in a little bit, come deeper, and then 
have him play like he was but under Mourinho. That's what, it would work in a 5-3-2 because you'd have, if, if you want, listen, if you want Kane to drop deep and you're playing two up top, partner him with Son and yeah. say, Son, you make those runs in runs behind, exactly, stretch yeah. them. Harry, if we need you, drop back, win the ball, link up play. If not, make those runs as well. That's what that free in midfield gives you. It means your your attackers have a bit more freedom to to move, to press, knowing that they've got that extra body behind them. Yeah. But, Listen, I was saying this, so I was in the pub watching the game on Saturday. Um, I was with I was with quite a few Arsenal fans. There were four or five of us. They were all Arsenal. Um, and I was saying that this Arsenal team at the moment reminds me of early Klopp days. Not the early Klopp days where we were trash and he was figuring it all out and he took over a squad full of... Half of them were imbeciles. Half of them couldn't play football. <laughs> right? So there was a big transition. Same as there was with Arteta where he had to get rid of a lot of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. But now you're coming into that phase that I feel like we were at two or three years into Klopp's reign where you can dominate games now. Mm -hmm. You can keep holding the ball. You're a lot more streetwise, a lot more streetwise. And particularly, I was saying in that first 20 minutes, I was getting mad visions of early Klopp days at Liverpool where we would press like maniacs. We'd win the ball high up. We'd play quick tempo football. Mm -hmm. um, And we'd, we'd try and gain the upper hand early. And that's what I'm seeing similarities in with this Arsenal team. I've got to be honest with you, right? I think I say this most weeks. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'm I've really, been, really impressed. The thing is, the good, the, the, like, like you said, um, I, I, I do agree with you as well. But um, the main thing for me is obviously the, the eleven is strong. The starting eleven is strong, very strong. And then also, like even the subs we brought on, like we we managed to, the five subs we brought on were Tierney, Lukonga, and Ketia. Who's the other Tommy one? Asu. Tommy Asu and, and Vieira. And Vieira. <clears throat> so uh, Smith Rowe is injured, but like he probably would have come on maybe instead of Lukonga or something. But like we just don't. Re- but the thing is, I'm watching now. We're watching Arteta evolve as a coach as well. Like, I'm actually seeing differences in the way Arteta is coaching. Our, do you remember? I would always say like he's when we get to the final third, it was too rigid, and we didn't have the players to play that rigid. But it seems like when we're in the final third, we're very much more fluid now. Like the players are expressing themselves more. That's why you see Martinelli. He's having an amazing season because he has that f- freedom in the final third to, if he wants to go to a byline, he can do that. If he wants to cut in and get cross in, he could do that. If he wants to come inside like he did for Xhaka's goal, he could do that. And the biggest surprise of the whole season as well is not 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 particularly position-wise because he has been playing further forward for the last year or so Jack. in this 4-3-3. But, bro, I did not expect to see Xhaka, um, was it Granite Torre, bro? Yaya Torre runs the whole game into the final third and he just become like this engine in midfield, like... He's he's just been phenomenal. Like I can't even fault anything he's done this season. He's just been it, it's yeah. amazing to see, and the, the, he's getting goals now as well. I think he's getting I, assists. It's just I think Wenger said it. Uh, it might have been just yeah. after um, twenty sixteen after yeah. he left Arsenal, where he was like, actually, I see Granit Xhaka's best role. He, he actually said it being that left sided eight. Uh, is that when he yeah, signed yeah, yeah, box, box. Um And you're seeing we're well, we're seeing the best of Xhaka now, uh, and. It's just, yeah, there's something about this Arsenal team and it's it's looking good if you're an Arsenal fan. I've it's got to be honest. Good, it's it's looking, <laughs> it's looking good, Brev. I am hoping in a month's time you'll be adding not into that and no, it's no. not looking good, Brev. But no, no, no. Listen. I, I like how you said a month and not a week. Because <laughs> we literally... Oh, oh, a week. No, listen, listen we'll, we'll chat about the game next week. I'm not confident. I'm taking it. You guys are very confident. How could I, you I not wouldn't be? say very confident. No, it, because I was saying this at the at the ground on on uh, Saturday, I was like, "You look at me, I go, I go, I go to foot matches." When you like 
bragging about. Uh, it, is, it, is the, it is the first game I missed Bruh, this season. <laughs> you watched the game three three times in a row. In the box yeah. seat or wherever, it's, wherever you were. Oh, no, I don't. I, we, well, you mean I watched it three times in a row. You just sat there. I watched <laughs> it in my house. Three times yeah. back to back. Bro, he was um, bragging. He's like, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in this like fancy place. My seat's it's called got club level. Man said, man said uh, box seat. Whatever, man. You got cushions in your seat. So what? I sit down there with the... Where where is the grind? You know where you can feel the energy. You sit down, your bum hurts. Mine doesn't, bro. <laughs> Mine it doesn't. I can confirm <laughs> that it doesn't. Go on. Uh, but said, I forgot what I was gonna he say. He said you you were. Oh you, yeah, you were so saying. I was saying yeah, I was saying that the at the weekend I was like, the main thing now is we go into the Liverpool game and we compete. We yeah. we can't go into it and then shy away from what historically has been. I don't know if you could say bogey team, but a team that's dominated us. Um, well, if you look, entirely. if you look back to last season, played you four times, beat you four times, didn't concede a goal. Yeah, and that's the problem. Different this season, though. All you need to do against us right now, and we'll get onto this because I think this game's up next. All you need to do with us right now is score the first goal, and I think it's something like eight in the last ten, yeah. might even be more. We've conceded the first goal, and for us, a first of all, that's not good enough. But b the reaction actually also isn't good enough. Whether that changes or not in the space of this week, we'll see. Obviously, we've got Rangers on Tuesday night. Um, we're gonna, we, need a good, we need a good result. We need to be going into this Arsenal game with a bit of a bounce. Whether it's the same on, uh, on the weekend with the Arsenal game, if you get the first goal, we'll see what the reaction's like. But for us, it's so important that we go into that game and we get the first slow down, goal. Slow down, let's talk about Arsenal. Stay on this Arsenal thing, yeah. We'll all right, all right, actually, I wanted to. No, but I wanted to. Let's go through just the. Just on your the, point quickly, can I just say, yeah? Um, with regards to um, Junior saying being competitive, yeah? I think the key thing was last year we were competitive for a couple of the games from a little A, a little bit, yeah. So, like the game at Anfield for the first 40 minutes, Liverpool had most of the ball, but we, we stayed in it yeah. and then we capitulated. Yeah. And then the game at, at Emirates, the one where Jota, Jota scored and then yeah. Firmino, but that one. That was um, not not the cup game. I mean the league game. The league game. Um, that one, we were very good in that game, but we lacked quality in yeah. both boxes because on one side we had Cedric, and the other side, <laughs> we, we, one side we had, and then the other side we have Lacazette. Yeah, and, and then Liverpool's quality. Liverpool's told. quality told because yeah. they have Jota and they had Trent and, 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 and Thiago. Thiago in, well. the, in the final third. That's the thing. Um, so I think now we're better equipped because we've got a guy who's literally, blood, he's changed my life. Saliba is incredible. And then obviously you've got in the final third as well, Gabriel Jesus, another guy who's impacted my life majorly. It's just, it's <laughs> amazing. Like I wake up every morning. I know that Gabriel Jesus is my striker and I don't have to deal with Lacazette. Junior was telling me your, um, your pillowcase on your pillow on your bed is Jesus. Firstly, how would he know that? <laughs> oh, listen, what are you, Sky- what are you man doing in your free time? Whoa, no whoa, 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 pause. And also, what I should have said first, that's not true. <laughs> well, pause. It's not true. And I did say would that. You, why would you, he did say that to you. <laughs> why would he know anyway? So, no, Gabriel Jesus is not my pillow coach. He's a But still, um, <laughs> um, I just, I just, when it goes to when it comes to the bigger games now as well, we were competitive in the main nine games, but it was just I think it was we naivety and a like we bit unlucky, bad defending. I feel like now the team one to eleven, personnel wise, very strong. Like I'm very pleased with the eleven in terms of when we set out eleven players onto the pitch. I know we can compete. I know there's a style of play. Like I said, I'll say it's evolving as a coach. There's um there's in, players are involved as well. Like I said, over the last year or so, Martinelli has just gone from inconsistent you know flashes talented guy one of those g- martinelli's highlights really were every time Klopp would just say 
oh, he's the talent of the century. He's a talented boy. That's literally all he was. But now he's actually showing it. And this year, he's been fantastic. Like, I can't even fault him at all. You've got, obviously, Saka as well. Like, he's been a little bit more subtly good this year, rather than, you know... Yeah, but in the past, what, three weeks? He's really he's been come really back into at it. the weekend. But, that, but the issue is, is that because... And we've spoken about this before, uh, where we're so concerned with goals and assists and yeah. stats and what we forget to watch the game of football and yeah. Saka's impact is way more than just goals and assists even I then now he's got four assists and a goal so like and still, yeah it's still... like when he gets the ball you know he's not going to lose it yeah. he's going to find the right pass like um I, I was reading a stat that um that when it comes to Saka if he's involved in play if he's involved in the, in the final bit of play, where he'd either get a, a cross in or yeah, someone get a shot in, he, like, he gets an action like yeah, a, a, like a, a shot making action. And the second goal in the North London derby doesn't happen mm-hmm. if it's not for Saka. Ben yeah. White um, attracts the the second defender. He cuts in. He shoots, and then Gabriel Jesus he's capitalizes. Been, ben White, shout out to Ben White yeah, yeah, again. Like, he, the guy is beating all the allegations against against him. All of the things he's 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 bad in the air. Not beating not at it. all. He, people saying he's slow. He's not slow at all. He's actually quite quick. When it comes to 1v1, he's gone against Son. He's gone against Zaha. He's gone against, I don't know, who's the Brentford winger? Burmo. He's, he's had tough tests, you know, this season. And he's come out, you know, with um, he passing tests. And he's playing out of position as well. Guy, like, I've got, I've got to credit him. He's been really, really good as well. And at the weekend, honestly, it was just... It was, it was just... Obviously, it was slightly, you could say, affected by the red card. Like, it made it a little bit more easier as well. But then, for the most part, I felt like in the first half, obviously, we started off for the first 30 minutes, pammed them, completely pammed them to death. They couldn't really get out of their half. They were just playing long ball and playing on the counter. Then, obviously, when we give away the penalty, which, firstly, there was a load of errors in there. I thought Ramsdale, I don't know why he came out when the ball... Firstly, what on earth is wrong with Son? His final ball was dog shit the yeah. whole game. That's, like, but that, this is why, and get, go straight back onto your point after this, but this is why I think people are too hasty to say he's back. He's back. Yeah. He's yeah. back. And I'm not just referring to Son. I just mean generally in football, one good performance after what? Three months of of bad, under par performances yeah. does not mean you're back. It's consistent run of performances that means you're back. Yeah. So for me, the calls to say that Son was back, Great premature. hat by the way, but very premature. Firstly, he was against Leicester, who are bottom of the league, and Danny Ward. And that's why I said last week... I wasn't, <laughs> Danny Ward tax. I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't concerned. Yeah. Because what you just said, and I think like we've shown defensively now we're kind of better equipped to deal with those kind yeah. of challenges. I, individually, but, that's the thing. Collectively, obviously... We're not that... We're not, we're not, I don't see we're not too open all the time. And we, but we, we, we're, we're on the ball a lot. So like we, we we try to dictate the game a lot of the time. It's very much Man City like. Like Man City are not like a a low block con- compact side, but they've got the ball most of the time, yeah. so they're not under pressure. And that's what we like. We we're, we're like obviously we're not on their level, but our players like to have the ball a lot of the time. And then we're good in terms of recovery. One v one, like individually, they're good defenders. I mean, obviously some some of them are prone to mistakes a little bit, like Gabriel. Gabriel yeah. But I thought that was a collection of errors leading into it. Ramsdale, I thought... I think, yeah, the Ramsdale going out to Richarlison yeah. caused the panic. The panic. And, and then, then Gabriel coming back. Saliba, with a, he, he should have headed it further yeah. out on the other side. Then Xhaka, he should have cleared it and then it bounced off him. Yeah, no, he tried to clear it and then, it, but it, it didn't it went, go far enough. And then Gabriel and then was a bit Gabriel. hasty. So it was a collection of errors. I don't just solely put on Gabriel, though, obviously. He and that's just a, a moment of panic. Yeah. And like, but what I think... Um, really impressed me is that last year, obviously we won three one, mm-hmm. but I think 
last year we won on emotion. Yeah. We we won it the because blitz in the first half. We yeah. were just like the players were just so amped up because of our poor start and yeah. then they just wanted to to do something and then that coincided with Spurs being really bad. But this season, yeah, exactly. Spurs it was really a, bad is a key it one. It was yeah. a dominant performance, yeah. where it's like from start to finish, and only that little patch yeah. of of maybe what like five ten minutes where Spurs were getting out, but they weren't even creating that many chances. And that's what really impressed me because like you can win a game on emotion, a derby on emotion, where mm. it's like one team doesn't turn up, you're really amped, you're, pa- the fans passion. are behind you and all that kind of stuff. Passion with the SH. And you can win it and then it doesn't really mean much, which is yeah. why last season I was like, I don't think it means that much. Mm-hmm. winning. But this season, the way we've done it, the way that every media outlet was like, Spurs are better than Arsenal, yeah. um, Conte is the better manager, he's going to outwit him and all this kind of stuff. And you're looking at it and then you go and watch the game and when... Before kickoff, I started to get really nervous. I was like, okay, I know Harry Kane's going to get a goal. I know... <laughs> He's going to get a pen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I know all of these dynamics are going to happen. But it's what you do with that and how you come out of it. Yeah. And and that's what really impressed me because there was... N- you said you were a little bit nervous conceding. I wasn't. I didn't... I was really annoyed when they got the penalty and I was like, oh... Because then the halftime came and I was like, okay this could be a really jammy Spurs win. Yeah. They get like a corner and stuff. But as the second half side and we got the early goal, I didn't ever think, uh, obviously the red card kind of like eased my worries a little bit, but I didn't ever think like, oh, they're going to score now. Yeah. I, yeah. Did, I didn't think that. Especially in the second half when we were 2-1 up. I, I, even then, like, I won I didn't really think they were going to score because they were playing so poorly. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere. And then the second half as well, like that was a terrible second half performance from Tottenham. Like really, yeah. from the moment we came out in the second half, I know you just know Arteta says something like, I don't know, come on guys, let's go, let's fucking get them. Oh, you know, <laughs> let's stuff in it. Um, and then all of that, uh, he probably bought out a light bulb and everything like that in halftime and all that stuff. Yeah, probably bought right, out like potato. someone from his childhood and say, this guy, <laughs> he was with me when I was just a little boy. <laughs> a little boy. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But, um, you know, as soon as we come out as well, like in the second half, it just looked like, all right, cool, let's just re- let's restart, restart. And I know the players, they have like, you know, Jesus, Saka, Martinelli, they have trust in the guys behind them. The guys behind them have trust in, in Saliba, yeah. White, Gabriel, Zinchenko. Like, you know, I like the fact that the, the team, everyone looks at each other now. It's not like, we're not looking at Holding and Cedric <laughs> and Tanuno Tavares. We're not looking at Mustafi and yeah. Kolasinac, oh, all of these God. guys, like where everyone's worried about coaching through the game so they don't get make an error. Yeah. David Luiz is here. He'll play well for 90 minutes and then not, he'll do something mistake. crazy in it. Yeah. So they're all looking at each other, trusting each other, knowing everyone's at the required level in starting 11. So it's 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 good that, ha, that level of confidence to have as a fan. But then on top of that as well, like, you know, the guys are like, you just watching their celebrations as well. You can all tell about um, like just the way everyone is, um, you know, Got the, and also they had the, all of the stuff you're talking about, like the emotion we won with last yeah. year, the passion. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that, yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
So I just wanted to um, talk about Conte's four substitutions after the red card. My <laughs> Honestly, like that I was, was like, so confused. No, I was, was like, looking at it. He, it's like he, bringing he, on four defensive players. He would he would have been better just bringing on four, four homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tottenham are making four subs. Who? Who's these guys? Man brought on Sanchez, Sessegnon, and who's the other one? Doherty. I'm assuming he's a good player. Assume, but but I, touched the pitch. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet that was like. Conte boy is bringing on the Avengers. Listen, when you see where I was here, and this is not even a slant on Skip as a player, right? But when he was when he was about to bring him on, mm. I swear to everyone in the pub laughed. Who's that? Yeah, the, the whole place was I laughing. Chat, well, I put in the chat. Tottenham brought on someone from work. 100%. <laughs> how did he get the number four? How did he? No. Yeah, that's that's, how did, that's how did rude, he get bro. That? But also, rude. what's even ruder is Saliba's nutmeg on him. In their own box. You better retire, man. There's no, there's no, there's no hope for you. How are you going to come back to training when Tony Warren is centre back? Is in your box? In your box, bro. In your box. Nah. Did you see Martinelli tried it five minutes? Yeah. Uh, five minutes later, and Arteta was screwing at him, bro. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, he lost the ball. Yeah, he lost the ball. But um, so, can we just can we just talk about Saliba for a little bit? So honestly, he makes me. He makes me. He, honestly, he makes me so happy. Be very careful. Yeah, yeah good. Be, just be very <laughs> careful. Yeah. Abdi sometimes said. Mark was going to say something so yeah, mad. Didn't Abdi, bro, I could see it in your <laughs> eyes. Like something but, mad was coming. But also sometimes Abdi does send explicit content in the group. Nah, chat. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when your emotions are the North London derby, yeah, sometimes you say things you. you, you I don't regret. I, I actually, I, I got a quick question for you before before we move on. Yeah. Um, but before that, I just because I, I wanted I wanted to make this point earlier. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Listen, you Did just you listen to what I'm going to say. Bo- yeah. You enjoyed all of your boys being happy, yes or no? Bro, oh, just let me make my point. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, make your point. Make your point. Um, so this is this is first of all, I couldn't make this point earlier because I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. This is with a caveat that I think he would have won the game easily, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I personally don't think that was a red card. Outside of that, I have got a question for you. What constitutes now? You look at where you're at and how you're playing. What constitutes a good season for Arsenal this season? I think definitely qualifying for the Champions League via the league. Is there not a little bit of you that wants more? No, no. A, it, ma- a no, massive I'm part saying, of me wants no, more. No, but right? I'm saying definitely as mm-hmm. in that's the minimum now. Yeah. Like before, it would have been like, that's the aim yeah. to qualify via the league. Now that's the minimum yeah. because of how well we've started. Um, obviously, don't want to jinx it. But I also think... I personally think we should win the Europa League. Mm-hmm. I, I want to win the Europa League. I think we should, that should be the a, a minimum uh, requisite as well. Yeah. Like you go in there, you win the Europa League, you qualify via the league as well. It's just dominance. So would, so if someone offered you right now, top four, Europa League, you'd take that? No. no. I want a bit more. I haven't finished. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're thinking, I'm looking at Abdi for I think we could finish second. What, what did I say last week? I think we could finish what second. What did I say the week before? What did I say the first week? Oh, here we go. Well, obviously, it took a little bit you of a detour when we lost to Man United. After the first hold on, week. hold on. It took a detour because we lost to Man United, so obviously, I had to adjust it. But I can't see where we're not going to get 111 points. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> Bro, if we're winning every game, we just took apart Tottenham just now. Got a little bit on the weekend, that. which is another guaranteed three points. So <laughs> it's just like, I can't see it. Obviously, the big test is when Man City come and collect their L. So <laughs> I can't see where we drop points because we, we're strong in all areas. All right, now seriously. All right, cool. So um, <laughs> definitely, the thing is like now, it's only eight games in it, so we have to yeah. calm down a little bit. But it's difficult not to because there's a massive buzz, yeah. like, especially at the weekend as well. Like that was such a morale booster because if we lost that game or we didn't pick up that point, then the question of people saying, oh, you only play, 
you, know, you, you only beat the, the teams you're better than. Whereas, like, you know, we lost to Man United and then we dropped points against Tottenham or we even lose to them, then people will still have that question mark over us. But like you said, the top four is a minimum for me because I can't imagine. Like, last year was a minimum for me as well, like, as a requirement. We fumbled that badly. I want nothing less than top four. But now, like, right now, from the top of, top of the league, and we only get top four, I don't know how I feel midway through the season. But if you told me, if you told me now, right now, you looked ahead to game 38 and we, we just scraped top four, I'd be disappointed from where I am now. Yeah, but, but I don't let, want no, to no. scrape. I don't, I listen, let's, be, let's, let's have it now. I don't think you're going to be in a, a top four battle come the end of the season. I don't think you're going to win the league, but I think you will get top four comfortably. Mm. So outside of that, let's say top four is secured. Oh, oh, oh okay. like, obviously, the, we the, always want trophies, man. Yeah, yeah. So Europa League we're a trophy winning team, isn't it? Like we, we are a trophy, like our club is, is we're used to it. Like in, my lifetime, we won plenty of trophies. So um, we should be winning trophies. And Europa League is one where we haven't ticked yeah. off yet. Yeah. I've not seen us win a Europa, European trophy. Yeah. I've seen us lose a couple, a couple of finals. Yeah, let's not talk and about we've got that. to get that over off our back as well. Obviously, the Europa League is, isn't exactly what we want. But if you're in it, you've got to win it. Because yeah. of all the teams, I genuinely think right now as we stand, can't see many teams that are better than us in the yeah. Europa League. I just think Europa League and one of the domestics. Yeah, I think so, Europa yeah. League is going to be very interesting. Europa League's actually been interesting for a while. I've been, I've been kind of bigging up the Europa League for a couple of years now. It has got a lot better. Who won it last year? Uh, who won it last Frankfurt. year? Frankfurt. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Man, you looked at me like it was a no-brainer, like it was Barcelona. Bro, you were bigging <laughs> up your boy um, Calvin Bassi the whole game. Well, he plays for Rangers, so he doesn't play for Frankfurt. So why do yeah, you make it sound so easy, innit? Because it was Frankfurt versus Rangers. I, well, I forgot, sorry. I can't remember exactly what Calvin Bassi was doing on the 22nd of May at 7pm, bruv. I don't oh, remember. So you remember the date? Well, I don't even know it's the 22nd of May. I just guessed, you know. It's a pretty good guess, to be honest, because around that time they play. Uh, but still, like, um, when it comes to the winning trophies, obviously, we're going to collect all the cups. That's, that's a given. And then, obviously, we win the league as well. I think, I think, I can genuinely say, come May, if we've... 111 points and won all the cups. I'll be satisfied. I think crazy. so. Because where we are now, mate, so, do you so, really so think come, we're going to win so another come, game? So come, gonna, <laughs> do you think we're going to lose another game with Saliba in the team? Come, come it's May, possible. come the end of May, right? And let's let's just have it now, mm. yeah? This is equally as feasible as you finishing in the top four and winning a couple of cups. Mm -hmm. Come May, if you just finish in the top four and you narrowly kind of, you know, you lose in the semi-final of the FA Cup, you go far in the Europa League, but you don't win it. What's the feeling then? Disappointment, definitely. Uh, but you add, you add to that that realization that actually you know you're on the right path. Well, I was gonna say frustration, but it's progress because because yeah, yeah. we've seen and, and plus the like, goal's always been top four. Like the song is literally Arsenal on the way to Champions League. Yeah, we need to be in the Champions League. I can't honestly. Next year, I'm telling you, I'm dropping out. If we're not in Champions League, <laughs> I'm dropping out. I'm just dropping out. Like I ain't watching football anymore. I ain't come back to this podcast. It's done. It, it, literally, me and the Europa League. This is it. No more. After this season, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing Europa League anymore, bro. Can you sing the song for us? It's not even a song, bro. One techno song, bro. For them players, you know when they're lining up, they're probably just standing there thinking, bro. Yeah, exactly. Just kick off, bro. Referee, just blow the whistle. No, but I do. I do. I really. Yeah, it is, bro. Ten times better as putting it lightly, but I really do think. I really think the Europa League is a massively improved competition. It's a big trophy to win. And you said it yourself. It's about time you added a European trophy to that cabinet. Yeah, yeah. We need a. Euro it's the European trophy thing, but for me, it's the main thing is the Champions League qualification. Like course, we need to be it, in. That I mean, if you win the, regardless, if you win the Europa League and finish tenth, you'll you'll be in yeah. the Champions League. Oh no, no, I can't deal with tenth place, bro. 
No, no, we're not per se. Like, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Don't. I just started sweating. From where we are now, Tim. No, no, the year we finished eight was painful, bro. Just, I'm telling you right now, if you slide down this table, I'm gonna be here ready and waiting for you. Of course, of course, of course. But anything can happen, so it's fine. It probably won't. I'll be here next week when we slapped you five nil in it. So, talk about you. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, let's let's talk about you. Let's go there. Um. So Liverpool played Brighton at Anfield, um, and typically Brighton is not an easy team to to play, but obviously with the they departure, can give anyone a bad day, but the the departure of Graham Potter was interesting to see mm-hmm. if we'd see the same Brighton. I feel like we did. Yeah, he um, he said he actually said in his press conference he's like I'm not going to disturb too much because mm-hmm. he's not coming in. He's not. It's not like they lost their manager because he got sacked. Yeah, their manager mm-hmm. got poached. Yeah, yeah, and they're good. They're fourth coming into the league yeah, absolutely. this weekend. They got so, a good team and they've got good players. Yeah. So, how did you? Go into the game like what were you hoping, expecting, fearful of? Do you know what it was? It was fresh off the back of an international break, so I was probably a little bit foolish, and I was I went into that game with a little bit of confidence. You know, we went into the international break late winner against Ajax, and I thought, you know what, this could be that kickstart. Plus, moment. Your, your guys were back then. A lot of you guys came. We back. had people back up. Oh, the South Americans and Jota didn't get back until the day before. Um, uh-huh. So it made sense not to start them. Personally, I would have started Diaz. I understand he did get back on Friday morning and I would have rested him against Rangers. But Firmino played. Firmino played, but he, he actually didn't play a minute for Brazil. I know he was there oh, and he was okay. out there, but technically his legs were fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Firmino played, Alisson played. They all got a bit. They all got back a bit earlier, mm-hmm. but it was the Diaz with Colombia and Nunes with Uruguay. They got back a little bit later. Um, but I, w- I went into that game with a bit of confidence. We all know Brighton are a great team, particularly this season, back end of last season, really good team with some good players. And then I saw they were missing Caicedo and I thought, you know what? It's Caicedo's actually playing, falling right? into... Uh, yeah. Was it Caicedo? It was someone, uh, it was someone else. Um, and I was thinking, you know what? This is all kind of falling into place here. I'd take a little 2-0 uh, and then we move forward from that. But just same old. Conceded the first goal again. Then conceded the next one, um, and from there, I just thought that first goal though, Trent, up, Trent, Trent was getting a lot of criticism, which rightly so he was bad for that goal. But I think the biggest culprit for that goal was Henderson in the lead up to it. He was honestly he just like he just let the ball go straight past him. He's, like, he he's been atrocious this season. Yeah, um, he's listen. Trent is the scapegoat, and you know we'll get. I will. I do want to speak to him. I'll speak on him in a second. But there's too many players within your team that are getting away with murder. Listen, yeah, I I love Jurgen Klopp, love him, mm-hmm. but I think he's been too loyal to this group of players, and he hasn't looked to freshen up that squad in the same way that City do, Chelsea do. Mm-hmm. You freshened it up big time this summer um, with quality players that come straight into the eleven, and for me, that's what needs to change now. Since 2018, you've got two different players in the start. I know that's that's four that's years. Crazy. That's Diaz in for Mane and that's Thiago in for Wijnaldum. Oh, Wijnaldum that's crazy. The rest saw, of the eleven is the same. I saw a comparison that um, this this Klopp is kind of like the Wenger that left Arsenal, where it was just like too, like you said, loyal and uh, unwilling to. Well, maybe not unwilling, but just really just got the confidence in these guys that they've done it before; they could do it again. But um, which yeah, I mean, literally four months ago they were in the Champions League final. So yeah, like, I, it's, and they finished second by what one point on the final day. The, yeah, but the the so. it hasn't like last season and maybe the season before, it hasn't been like oh th- this is vintage Liverpool. It's mm. been a bit 
we like the season before it was like we just got into the Champions League. Like we had a massive crazy season. Then the season after that, which was last season, started off started five, really well, and then it got. It was, it was it kind got, of like managed. Like they were they were getting results towards yeah because they knew they were in a, and, a race. And Mark even said it last week that this conceding first thing was even or maybe last not year, last yeah. week, but even at the back end of last season, that's when it started where you're conceding first, and so yeah. the writing's kind of been on the wall. And so, like, if yeah. I'm a Liverpool fan, I'd be a little bit disappointed yeah. that it wasn't addressed. Mm. Is it, you said something. You said about towards Klopp. But I think the angle needs to go above him. No, of course. Listen, listen. The the money he can only spend the money that's made available to him. Yeah. Um, and he can only bring in players that you know the the transfer committee. It's a whole different conversation that they all agreed to. But for me, if I'm Jurgen Klopp now and I'm going into January, I'm saying to the owners, we have to treat this like a summer transfer window. We need to bring in two or three high quality players. It's not good enough anymore. We bring in one player. Every summer, yeah. Nunes this summer, Kanate last summer, one singular player. The, the year you bought just Harvey Elliott. It's not good enough. You mentioned uh, and I, I don't understand. I don't understand how how you feel like you can stay at the top without constantly pushing yourselves and changing things up and freshening it up. And yeah, um, it's about time that we you, actually start before, to make those moves in the market. Before, and listen, it saves everything in a free free draw that our best player was our keeper. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a it's question? It's not good enough. Can I ask you a question? So you said like going into Jan, you like obviously this is hypothetical. Like you, you'd want Klopp to go in and say let's treat this like the summer transfer. Do you? Because we know that January is not an easy window. How do you see like let's say that it's green lighted? How do you maneuver that? Who are the players that you identify? How do you get them out of the? Of course, it's it's a lot easier for me to say that. Yeah. Than for the club to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, it's it's easily visible that. We have to address this situation mm. of, like I said earlier, constantly relying on the same players, particularly in midfield. We're getting overrun pretty much week on week on week on week on week. Um, legs look like they're gone, shattered. You look at Fabinho, he's not the Ooh, same player. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most shocking for me. Like, I, I, didn't, mm. I did not see this decline. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Not that he's declined been... as a player, but like, I haven't seen this decline it's in a, form. The craziest thing as well is like, in this game, on the ball, he wasn't even that bad. Like he was decent on the ball. But, actually, but it's always but off the ball. Like his, that's the problem. But, but that's, listen, that was his strength. Like he was. He no, was but I'm saying this season, machine, like yeah. all of them off yeah. the ball have been that's horrific. Scary. And then Liverpool are being Liverpool are being outrun by teams. Yeah, it's pretty it's much crazy. every game. Pretty it's much crazy. every game. And it, I think it serves as a backup to my original point. That actually, the player that looks the most fresh, the hungriest, is Diaz. Diaz. And yeah. why is that? Because he's new into that squad. Mm-hmm. He. To say it, Frankie hasn't been running to the ground for the last five, six years. He's got energy in his legs. It's the same with Jota. Relatively new. Yeah. Energy in the legs. The rest of them, Robertson looks shot. I know he's injured now. Yeah. Trent looks that's, that's Trent looks shot. Salah's not looking shot. like Salah. No, nothing's working yeah, at the I moment. That's, and that's been surprising as well. Salah's been like... I was going to say, yeah, color, before, 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 I, I want to make a point on Salah in a second, but just, um, I was what, like... Before you had all these injuries and the players performing since decline, from when Wijnaldum left, you needed another central midfielder, not just replacing yeah. him with Thiago. You needed another centre midfielder. Yeah. The fact that you get Nunez, what's his name? The Brazilian Don. Um, the Brazilian Don? On, on loan. Uh, brother. Oh, oh, Arthur. Arthur. oh, yeah, you got Arthur on. on Arthur. Uh, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Every day when you're walking down the street, no, I'm um, uh, You get him on, on, on loan. It's not enough. Liverpool needed. 
obviously we, you tried to get we wouldn't have many. even done that as well Hendo got injured yeah. just before the window was ending and it was finally like, all right we'll bring someone you in you have to yeah but, like, but you, it shouldn't take no. emergencies for us to think actually we need to strengthen and we need to be able to switch it up yeah early in the year early in the season he was like we'll definitely sign us in a bit like he was this is why it's baffling right Early in the summer, we were all over Chouameni. It was essentially us and Madrid in the race. Yeah. And if you knew that's the type of profile of player that you needed, and you knew you needed to strengthen in midfield, once you missed out on that target, why then did you just say, all right, we're going to wait for next summer? Say, for example, if Liverpool didn't get Chouameni and they went and got someone like Onana, would you be all right with that? Uh, Onana's a difficult one because he's been quality for Everton. Be really a, good for what Everton. What I've noticed, he's a very, very good athlete. He's so big and strong. Like one of the goals the weekend, do you see how high he jumped for like? Mm. And we we do miss that physical presence in midfield. Yeah, you need it, and the guy who can cover ground. Because honestly, like I can't believe it. Fabinho is one of my favorite players. Like playing for Liverpool for for years. Like the guy is a ball winning machine. He's good on the ball. I remember like for Monaco, there were times he would play a right back because he was so, yeah. so good on the ball. But like just watching him now, he doesn't look. Every part, like even on the ball at the weekend, he wasn't even that bad, but it was just his off the ball stuff. Brighton were going through the midfield. Mm -hmm. The ball was bypassing him time and time again. And it's just baffling to see. On to, uh, the point I wanted to make on Salah was just watching Salah. We made the point Salah's playing a little bit of a different role this year because with Nunes, he has to be more of the facilitator rather than the guy who's on the end of the stuff. Because with both of them who aren't, if, if Salah's going to be the one who's going to be mm. on the end of not, But you've got to remember, it's and not then, just this year as well. I don't want to interrupt yeah, you, so yeah. come straight back on that. He did win the, um, uh, whatever the equivalent of the golden boot is for assists last season. He's a, yeah. he's a more creative than he's given credit for. Yeah, he's he, what, but the, the thing is, when he was in the team with the main front three, as I'm talking about Mane, Firmino, him, he was more of a goal scorer because you had Firmino drop in and do that. But what's confusing is Salah is not playing on the shoulder anymore, well, especially this like the couple of games that Firmino's been playing. It's baffling because Firmino's there, mm. but Firmino's the one playing. It's like he, it's like Klopp has changed the personnel. He took out Nunes and he brought in Firmino, and then he's kept the same. He's system. kept the same play. He said Firmino, you be the goal scorer, and you've seen now Firmino's getting goals. He's got five goals this season already, but. Salah is the guy who's going to consistently, you know, if he's playing that role, he's going to get you 25, 30. He I might even still get it playing this role. Definitely agree with you. You've I got to remember like that as well. It, it will be the same with Saka, yeah. if not already, that after the first season, people didn't have, people had no idea what to do with Salah. He was a machine, goal scoring machine. Second season, people were like, right, we've got to take more notice of this guy. And then towards the end of the third, uh, second season, going into the third season, there's not a game now. You think he's been with mark, us yeah. for, he's, he's Double, triple marked. It's yeah. so difficult for him. You'll see the same with Saka and that actually as well. Yeah, so every, yeah Saka's like, getting triple marked every game. At the weekend, weekend yeah. like they had three players on, on him. him. Yeah, it happens. But like with Salah, he, I think five years consistently of scoring goals, I don't really think anyone, the odd game aside, I don't think there's a consistent answer for him. There's not like a, if you do this to Salah, we're going to stop him. Because Salah, you know he's just inevitable in terms of getting goals. He's going to get you 20 league mm. goals, even this season, play, if he plays, continue playing a different role. I just think, with Firmino in the team, go back to what's best. With Salah doing that role. If you want to play with more of a winger who is getting involved in play a little bit more, can be a little bit more creative, you've got Diaz on the other side. To me, I said it in January when he came. And maybe just because I'm a big fan of him. But Diaz has to start every single game. Obviously, I know what you were talking about in terms of Coming back, coming back late, but it was a big ass putting in Carvalho there. 
I thought if maybe all right, Carvalho, if if, if Diaz if Diaz is not available, Arbro and Jota. But in this game, Diaz, for me, you see what he's doing when he's coming on the gate. He's making a difference every time. Even the games where you're playing poorly, like Crystal Palace, um, you know, he balled out how many how many how many goals and assists did he get in Probably about I don't know, thirty thousand in that game. <laughs> but like just watching Diaz, I think he's he's turning into like the consistent guy, the one you can always go inevitable. to. He's the one, he's the he's the He's the one who's the problem solver. Is that inevitable? He's in, a bit inevitable in this Liverpool team. Mm. So I think him consistently has to play, but he got a fresh on the field. And I know we've avoided it a little bit, bit, but earlier this week, Klopp was doing Klopp was doing proper defense, in, um, you know, defense, lawyering, lawyering, and all that stuff for Trent. This is the worst. Like Klopp was thinking, bro, why did I even come out chatting about like this about you? In this <laughs> Five no, minutes later. He, he, did, he was pretty proper backed him, right? And let's, let's have it. I love that person. Yeah, of yeah. course you have, um, to, you have to. Of course. But a lot of people took that the wrong way because actually what he said, he did a lot of lawyering for sure. But what he said at the end is actually, what I can't say is that he doesn't make mistakes because he does. Yeah. But so do the rest of the players in the Prem. And he just basically essentially said he feels like with Trent, it's highlighted times yeah. a thousand. Yeah. And you could pick and find out similar situations with players all over the league yeah. every weekend that, that is happening exact same things um but i also like the way he explained essentially that with our back four he asks trent to Stay always high. be the highest up mm -hmm. um and you see it time and time again that ball in the channel behind trent um matip has to come over and cover the gaps appear it's too easy yeah, yeah I, from a from a tactical tactic position I get it, I hundred percent get it, and that's the, that's that's why like, I still think I'd probably still have Chen over many players in the world because what he can do. People think about what he can't do. Think about what and he plus, can do. Plus, he nearly scored a free kick at the end yeah. of that game. The so. guy, the guy is a match winner from right back. Like imagine having that. There's and no he, other he is team. still only twenty three. When you look at it in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. yes, he is experienced because he was in from such a young age. But at twenty three. Still who is yeah. the finished product at 23? Yeah. And also, who at 23 hasn't had a dip in form? Like, the only thing on, I man. would say... Like, like, he's been playing at such a high level for so long and yeah. you're going to complain like the one time he has a dip in form. Like, it, <sighs> The only issue I had with what Klopp said was, I, I, I don't know, maybe this quote came out of context, but I saw a quote that said, people say he's a bad defender. I disagree. He's a good defender. No, I, I have to straight up disagree. No, with that. what he, what he said was, um, people say he's a bad defender, but you can't play football at this level if you're a bad defender. That's what you were saying. Okay, well, this is this is this isn't a draw at you, but unless you actually watch the interview, you can't take what you read on Twitter as a quote as gospel. Yeah, because you've then formed an opinion off that. But the quote's actually not saw, true. I'll show you what I saw. But he, straight up, the quote said. But this is what I mean. This is someone phrasing the quote. Yeah. But, but it's not actually what's coming out of his mouth. Okay. But still like... Um, so do you disagree with the full quote then? You can't be a bad defender playing at this level. I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. We're watching Maguire. He's a bad defender. That's, a, that's yeah, the truth. I, I, think, I think he's a fantastic footballer. I don't think you can be a bad... I, can't, I don't think you can be a, a good... A, a, you can't play at this level by not being a good footballer in at least one aspect of the game. With Trent, the thing is, I'm not criticising him when it comes to what Klopp asked him to do. He's obviously, there's obviously going to be parts where he's going to be susceptible to bad defending if he's playing this role. What I am criticising is the stuff he is doing. There's a lot of nonsense. I said it like a couple of weeks ago, yeah? 
sometimes getting back, he's very lazy. And I don't know why. Like, if he tried a little bit more, he would look better defensively. Mm. Do you know what? We saw I, this guy, I, Japanese guy, come on, Mitama. Bro, like, there was a five-minute period after Liverpool scored. I, tur- I, I, um, I turned back on. Liverpool scored for the five-minute period, and Trent was doing the madder stuff. Like, there was a ch- when, when Welbeck had the header, and then he just sliced the ball straight in the air. You saw, obviously, he had... But that, that's the, just a miskick. That's not to do anything to do yeah, with effort. But there was just a whole moment as well. Like, every time Mitoma got the ball, he was just going straight past him. It's not about effort, but I mean, against Napoli, that was very much evident. There was times where they were doing one... Napoli was evident. And this is actually a point I wanted to make about Trent as well, is that it's clear to see. I actually think, and I'm not... I openly admit Trent is not a great defender. It's clear to see. He's not a great defender. But sometimes you've got to look past that. Jurgen Klopp obviously does. The system we play in the past three, four years... We've seen why he consistently plays him and why people called him the best right back in the world for a long time. But now, <clears throat> a lot of teams, probably more than any other fullback in the world, constantly target him. It's so difficult to say to stay switched on for 90 minutes when it's getting pumped down your channel consistently. Probably more than, like I just said, any other fullback in the world has to deal with. Because teams now come into, come into it with a game plan of drop it in over Trent's shoulder or get yourself one-on-one with Trent. It's so difficult. He's got to stay switched on consistently. You look at Robbo or Simicas when Robertson's injured, they've got about 50% less to do defensively than Trent. And it's probably going to happen on, on Sunday, if I we're going to be will. honest. Because it's going, to be, it's going to be Martinelli, you stay high and wide. And when we've got the opportunity to drop that ball in behind Liverpool's high line, we're going to do it. And it's going to make Trent yeah. look bad in, this, in the process. And we could double up with, um, double up not only... Um, Zinchenko or Tini, but Xhaka as Xhaka well now, on that side. The, the, issue, the issue with that though is I agree, everyone's going at him now. There's things, but like you, you can't just continue saying it. Like you can't just continue to have that. Liverpool were mitigating that risk you had with Trent because he is so fantastic on the ball that his pros far outweigh his cons. But you were mitigating that risk by having Henderson there. Henderson, he's not doing that job anymore where he was covering for Trent when he goes high up. The fact that uh, when we played Liverpool at, Amf- uh, at the Emirates, Martinelli was going at him for a good 40, 50 minutes. But then Klopp, Klopp made a change. He said, Matip and Henderson, stick with him. And then that's it. The, the threat was shut down. We could, Liverpool got control, got, got control of that issue. But now you've got those two guys. Well, not Matip specifically, but like... Even then, like when Mita- Mitoma went past Trent, he went past Matip straight away easily as well. Mm. The cover for Trent's issues aren't playing that well as well. There's issues within the team, which makes, obviously that's why like, and it's not just with Trent. You've got the issue with Trent down down the flank, but it's actually moving on to other players in the team as well. Like, yeah, I, listen, I completely agree. This, but is, it's a, not, this it's, is the least. It's not moving on to other players in the team. Other, just separate to Trent. Other players in the team just aren't playing well enough. Yeah, it's not, it's not about Trent. The whole team isn't functioning. Yeah. Uh, Trent's getting targeted, for sure. He's not having a great season. I could name you three players who are having a good season for us. That is it out of a 25, 26-man squad and Firmino. That is it. That's it. Crazy. And at the top level, you've got three players. Percentage-wise, that's probably less than 10%. Or it, is, uh, it might be around that mark. Not good enough. Around, um, around but, that what? Huh? Around that what? Uh, mad. Banner. <laughs> but... Um, I am an optimist. I keep saying this every week. It's time to reset. So if it was me, just get back to basics, right? We play pr- 
probably the highest line in world football. Drop that line back 10 yards and just stop that long diagonal ball going in behind Trent's head. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do first of all. Then drop that midfield back five or so yards as well. Um, Get back to basics. Get back to basics. Defend with the basics and defend as a unit. You need your back four and your midfield three to be defending together. And then for me, I'd, I'd leave that front three just slightly higher up the pitch so we've got outlets all over. In terms um, of personnel, what changes would you make? So I was just about to make this point. Kanate being back now in full training is massive for us. I don't think people understand how good he is. Um, he's so quick. He's powerful uh, aerially. He's good. He's good on the ball. Um, he's got a real football brain. He's got a real centre-back's brain. Uh, he, him being back is massive for us. I'd like to see him start on Tuesday night and then I'd like to see him start again on the weekend. Um and we'll see what happens. But being the optimist, go into that Rangers game, win it, hopefully. And then we'll see where we're at at the why weekend. Do, why did Klopp take off um, Simicast for... Sorry, just one more question. Actually, you know what? I'm Milner, so bro. glad you raised that. <laughs> Listen, I very rarely speak bad on Jurgen Klopp, but some of the decisions this season, that one in particular, taking, taking Simicast off for Milner with 30 minutes to go, I just don't get it. I don't get it. There's blind faith in James Milner He's that you just have to bring. Games, you just have to bring him on yeah. when when the guy gets tough or or when you've taken a lead. Oh, bring on James Milner. It's not effective. It doesn't work, and we lose. Particularly if you're bringing him on at left back, a you lose a left footer down that left channel, and b you just lose pace. Um, you lose a lot, and I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. Poor poor uh, management, particularly in the Brighton game and a couple other games this season. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, so yeah, um... Continuing on with the game, I feel like we haven't talked about Brighton enough. Um, Andrew and Trossard. Trossard did score a hat trick. <laughs> so um, we all knew he was a good player when he got when he was at Brighton. We saw him a couple of times for Belgium, but like just watching him now, there's definitely been a step up over the last twelve months. I'd say. Remember, he came to Emirates, scored, went yeah. to Tottenham, scored, scored the winner. Yeah. Now he's gone to Anfield, bagged the hat trick, all with his left foot. Is the thing is with Brighton, yeah, we all like the way they play. We all like a lot of their players. A lot of their players are are gaining admirers on literally on a weekly basis. We all like Alexis McAllister, Caicedo, you know, just watching, you know, really, literally they can bring on any midfielder now and we all just watch it. I'm watching flipping Solly March turn into the new Rafinha, bruv. Like, it's just <laughs> crazy. It's just, um, but then Danny Welbeck, yeah, is having an amazing season when it comes to his play, but he's still got but zero, he can't zero score. goals. He can't score. It's crazy. Like, the guy is a menace to any team he's been playing this season, and that's why he's not being dropped by... That's why they let go of Mopé. He's not being dropped at all. He's literally given everyone a bad day, but can't get a single goal. I think just goes to show, like, your point you are making earlier when goals and assists on the B.O. and Lendl. He's so functional to that team, but still, like, from your striker, you still won. Yeah, least. of course. <laughs> eight, zero, game, zero goals in eight games is not good enough. But yeah. when it comes to Trossard, I like the way now he's becoming the main man for, for he, Brighton. And I think, um, if not this summer, uh, but the coming summer or next summer, I think he's going to he's move, move to one of the big teams. I, I feel like, because he's getting to that point now where if you're looking for a player who, who can define a game and you want Premier experience, then... 
who's better than Trossard. Yeah, and like, I did see a rumour about Chelsea being interested, but he said, I'll go there, but I'm not sitting on the bench. But which is true, but like, but and I like that because why, why would you go to? I'm not, he's, I'm, if I'm him, I'm, I'm not holding a bench for Havertz. I'm not holding a bench for Pulisic or Mount. <laughs> Pulisic don't touch pitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I hear the point. But um, just last thing on Brighton is that listen. Obviously, I'm so disappointed with the result and more more so the performance. But you look at Brighton and you compare them to someone uh, a team like Spurs or Chelsea under Tuchel, who were so anti football and all about kind of. You know, let's not concede. We win this game 1-0. That's absolutely fine. But Brighton are so pro-football. It's just so refreshing to it watch. Is, yeah. So refreshing to watch. So I give them their kudos. Even when they were 3-2 due. down, there was very much... Liverpool were in the ascendancy. Liverpool, they were very much set to be going 4-5 down. But like the way they were going, they were like, all right, cool. We'll just reset. We'll go again. Even, even when they were 2-0 up, most teams who come to Anfield go 2-0 up. You say, okay, let's shut up. They shop. very much could have gone four up in 20 minutes and it would have been completely deserved because they, they relied, Liverpool relied on Alisson to keep getting out of jail. But just watching like the way they continue, especially I, I just saw a switch from when they went 3-2 down. They just said, all right, cool, we'll just get back into the game. Start passing it. The thing is, what I love about Brighton is always forward balls through midfield. I hate it when teams just... Side to side. Side to side or like pump it long. Yeah, They go through midfield and you know it's difficult as well. Like You've got players who are historically quite good off the ball when you Liverpool's midfield so it's, it can be difficult but shout out to Brian speaking of pro football 6-3 Manchester Derby Etihad Stadium in your face Varane and Martinez I saw a tweet that just summed it all up someone said Haaland we get it bruv <laughs> <laughs> bruv what's he got 13 and 14. 8 14 14 and 8, eight yeah. He's, it's a joke I asked you this question after I think his first game West Ham what did he bag two didn't he the pen and the and the uh, the through ball from KDB I said to you do you think he can break that record this season everyone was like "Uh." nah he's doing it but (laughs) it's difficult to say from from two goals no that's I'm not just I'm just I asked you that question then it's it's crazy that in the space of seven games now seven or eight games since then now (laughs) everyone's like there's no way he doesn't break that yeah he's like he's closed that off any three hat-tricks in eight games do you know how crazy that is and the previous record was Michael Owen with 48 games to the quickest of three hat-tricks and he's done it in eight games someone needs to pull the plug out of him man (laughs) (laughs) I saw saw something that really made me laugh someone someone said this is my last hope and they screenshotted looking for his old tweets (laughs) <laughs> oh, I saw that. I as well. see that. I see I that. that. I see that. We, we, we won't mention the word they put. Yeah. They, they yeah. put there. Yeah. That's the I last hope. Well. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy is he's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, no. I think that's just safe to say. Firstly, did you watch Match of the Day too? No, I didn't. All right, Troy Deeney was on. Okay, and then they said, "What do you think?" Oh, of I Harland? saw And that. he goes, "R nine, Thierry Henry, Harland." I just think it's all right. He's amazing, but slow down, bro. But like, also, you have to think like he's twenty-two. Yeah. So like you're you're we're witnessing this now. Imagine when he's nearer his prime. He doesn't. He's he, not even near his prime. He legitimately doesn't make sense. He's in his prime now. You know, most players' prime lasts like four or five years. Oh, his prime's gonna last ten years. His prime's just here now. Oh my god. Twenty-two to thirty-two. It's it's actually <laughs> it's actually crazy. He, he doesn't make sense. He's that big oh and so dominating in the the way when he jumps. Or a header, it's actually it's actually scary to like, watch. Like that from, finish that he got against Dortmund, where he's like, yeah, he le- fly, he's flying. The man, listen, if I'm a centre back and KDB's just put the ball in behind me and Haaland's running, I'm chilling. I ain't even chasing him down. There's no point. <laughs> no, do you know what made me laugh? You know, I can't remember what number goal this was, but 
KDB. It was ha- ha- Haaland's second goal. <laughs> he puts <laughs> the ball in and then Martinez jumps for it. And then <laughs> they, like, they would have blocked it if he was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Because they were like, oh, what a fantastic ball. It was, like, it was a fantastic ball, but if your defender was uh, taller than four foot nine, they yeah. would have headed if it away. He, yeah, and, he got, and on, he got the 4.9 rating. Someone goes, oh, he got his high <laughs> rating. And also some people were like, yeah, it, they would have stopped it if he, could, if he was tall enough to get on a ride at yeah. Four Park. <laughs> <laughs> that being said though like Haaland he must have terrible neck problems like the guy is that gangly that tall and he's so fast it's actually he doesn't physically make sense like yeah. he's, he's like I said he's unlike anything I've ever seen I saw a tweet that said Roy Keane should have gone for the balls uh, yeah. instead of like <laughs> I see that, I see that. Yeah, anyone Roy- got a time machine yeah <laughs> when, 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 yeah people were like Roy Keane you can't complain about this you caused this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, he's yeah and it was actually poetic to watch him do that to Roy Keane's ex-team while his dad is in the crowd, didn't it? It's just while Roy Keane was in the studio oh, as well, just having to see, witness like, that. Did you see there was a picture someone took of them standing not too far away from each other, Harland and Keane? But um, he's 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 incredible. And the thing is, watching him now as well, like his overall game as well, because let it, let it be clear, this guy he's not he's not Lukaku when it comes to playing with the ball at his feet. No, he, the guy guy is he can play, and we saw it at the weekend as well. Got two assists and. Just his general play was very good as well. He's actually like devastating. There was a chance as well, like where do you remember when he shot and he hit the side netting where he was going for his hat trick? Yeah. Um the way you watched it when he dropped off and he spun and he literally blitzed past um Varan not Varane, um Martinez um Hasbullah and <laughs> hit it into a side netting. This guy who's just not only he's got the quality, he's a deadly he's actually completely lethal in the box, but he's actually dying to score a goal. And that's yeah, what you yeah. need in most strikers as well. Yeah. I, I still think he's not, I wouldn't call him the best in the in the world. What, number nine? Yeah, I still think Lewandowski is a better striker in my opinion. But he's obviously, the way Honestly, he's going right now, I can't Give me the him. choice of the two, I'm taking. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing, listen, Lewandowski is quality. He's yeah. gone to Barca at what, 35? And, and he's, he's, he's ripping scores. it up like... Top he's he's 20, 24, 25. <laughs> is it a farmer's league? Who knows, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Haaland all day for me. I see something. So his dad, Alfie. Alfie? Yeah. Yeah, Alfie. his dad, Alfie, was saying um, one of his career options could be, I don't know if you guys have seen this quote, could be, so obviously he's done I'll the Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. um, stay in England for two or three years. Then go to Spain for two and a half years, Italy two and a half, France two and a half, and experience all the leagues. He didn't say it was a foregone conclusion. He said it was an option. And I'm begging. Please. I can't see this guy in this league for three plus years. Take over as his, has age, his so, agent, please. Madrid, if you're listening, <laughs> just drop that bid in. We two years max. Two years million. max. We're all right. We don't, we, don't, we don't need the Champions League. We don't want it anyway. <laughs> Fine. Have it. Have it. You want it all the time anyway. Go enjoy it. But like... I can't have this guy is actually he's he's actually really he's affecting everyone else's fun. Like, I can't really enjoy <laughs> is, I can't man. really enjoy all of this stuff knowing I've got that on the horizon. <laughs> it's just like he's coming and every every single centre back must be bricking it thinking apart about from him. Saliba. Obviously, come on, man, in his pocket, bro. Saliba's got big pockets, you know. The difference is Martinez can't pocket him, bro. He's went child child short, bro. He can't. That, no, oh, can we just? Oh, I'm we, actually we, terrified. We, 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 uh, we praised him a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to Man City as a whole. But wasn't it beautiful watching Man United get? Oh, absolutely! If anyone deserves a slapping like that, it's Man United. Kojo, I hope you're listening to this and, moment. And the fact that Man United fans were getting gassed that Martial scored two goals t- says everything about that's our that's football shame, club. Bro. Like, how can you be six three down and you're celebrating Martial coming away with three? 
three goals from two games. Man, Man City stopped trying at halftime, so and City, they still managed to get two more goals. City were playing in first gear, yeah. second yeah. half. Oh my if God. that, in fact, they they weren't even driving; they were just parked. And I think yeah. it was they you, were parked. I think it was you who said in the group Gary Neville actually had the audacity of saying "game on," and then City went and scored two <laughs> more goals straight yeah. after. And did you see him before the game where he was on Michael Richards' Insta story? And he yeah, was like, I saw that. He was like, "You lot are getting done." Oh, I wish Michael, Michael Richards has got the most restraint in the world for not getting that camera back on his face <laughs> after the sixth goal went in. I can't believe that Man United fans actually thought that having Varane and Hasbro. a, a teddy bear like <laughs> next are going to do anything to Haaland. Nah. And let's be honest, that scoreline was very generous yeah. to United. Yeah. Oh my God. Very generous. I was hoping it was going to be like 10-0 at one point because... They could have. They could have. I, I just wanted Man City to be more clinical, man. Yeah. Like just, just go for it. Yeah. Do something that no one's ever done, and just humiliate. Even Man how United. good he was, yeah. In in with De Bruyne, De Bruyne could have played better. Like he could have gone yeah. for it a little. If De Bruyne turned it up, literally half half a level, it actually would have been a bloodbath. Do you know what's scary? I think oh, Man City. I feel like sometimes they just play so well, but I honestly feel that there's a that they're not even there. Like, they're yeah. not even you know at their best form. You know yeah. Remember that episode of um, Fresh Prince where um, they were getting hustled in um, snooker, they playing pool. Yeah. <laughs> so Man City, they, they, give, they give you full sense of security, think and then, you're at a level, but when it gets to you, when yeah, push comes up, and I honestly think, knocked up. I think that's what they did to us in the Community Shield. Yeah. They thought, you know what? Let's just, let's show up here today in first gear. <laughs> Harland was like, let me miss a sitter. Because I can't lie. <laughs> and I can't he, lie. he smiled, didn't he? Yeah. You, see, you see when we won the Community Shield, I was yeah. thinking, all right. All right, we're in yeah, for another yeah. good season. Uh, like we're going to be up there with City again. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. It's not looking good, yeah, bro. But I wanted to quickly ask you a lot about Folden. We've got to give him props where it's due, just like we did Haaland. Yeah. But on a slight tangent, I want to ask you a question. Let's not take too long on this, but I do want to ask you: How do we see that City Folden? How do we make that work in the England team? That's a good That's question. A good question. That's yeah. a very good question. I think one issue is 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 Southgate. I, he doesn't play. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a difference between Southgate and Pep. <laughs> <laughs> just a small, just a tiny, yeah, yeah, it's a fraction. <laughs> um, no, the, it's a big thing. Like the football Man City play, I think is perfect for Foden because yeah. I think he exemplifies because he what he's twenty twenty one crazy and he exemplifies all of the good that is that Man City football because like he's quick. He's his technical ability. He's intelligent. Finisher. His finishing is crazy. Like his passing's underrated. So like he is like perfect for that city team. So when you put him in the England squad and you ask him to play wide, but you're asking him to play in a rigid system where your first thought is defend and and then press and then hopefully we get something on a break because you're really quick. Mm -hmm. So you can you can beat a defender and stuff like that. It just doesn't suit him particularly, but I don't think it suits any of the other England players because they're so talented and I think they could be more expressive. And I think if you gave Foden a bit of freedom yeah. to be more expressive, the way he is in that Man City squad, of course, there you have more quality all around the pitch where mm -hmm. you don't have to worry too much. But if you just get him to be a bit more expressive, I think he could terrorise. If he's defenses. killing it in the best team in the league, he could terrorise. And he's playing poorly for England. Who's whose problem is it then? Is it, exactly. is it Pep's fault? Is it Foden's fault? No, it's no. your fault. But I, he's honest. He's so good, so good that England just need to. And in all fairness, he give it a go. Um, 
It was the second game of the international break. It, it's um, all irrelevant Germany, anyway. It's all Germany. 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 Three, he three. went four at the back. Yeah. Um, and Foden's so good that if we're going to go four at the back, just give him a free roll. Yeah. Have two centre mids, uh, Rice and Bellingham, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just say to Foden, you operate in front of them and behind Harry Kane oh and do what you need to do. You, have Saka on the right, have mm-hmm. Sterling on the left, and just let them play football. Yeah. The thing is, that would be actually like probably the best thing that England could do. Yeah. And it would probably be the, the thing that England he should do he refuses at the to World Cup. Madison, because so. Foden, I honestly think he would terrorise defences. Yeah, because the thing is with, with Foden, yeah, when he's playing at Man City, he's got guys within the, the close proximity to him. We play with England. If you're getting the ball as a career playing England, it's too you're rigid. playing by yourself. Isn't it's it? too rigid. And when you got like England play back three most of the time, yeah, that's not back three. It's a back five. Yeah, you ain't got. We ain't got. There's no Cancelo about. No, you ain't got. There's no overlap. There's no overlap at all. You're playing by yourself, and you haven't got inverted. You haven't got inverted fullbacks. You haven't got midfielders who are going to progress. The, who are, they? They got the capabilities to do, but they're clearly their roles are not to do that. And do you know the thing as well is like if you play Foden, Foden in that um, free role, it will be a nightmare for defenses because you can't. You can't go touch tight because he's quick and he will turn you. Yeah. You can't sit back because he'll pass or he'll he he'll do dribble. something yeah. or he'll shoot from distance. Mm-hmm. So it's just a nightmare. But having him stuck out on the left in a rigid system where you you're, all you're doing is asking him to press and then hopefully a counter. It's so like it's just a waste just of all of the head. qualities. In like, just hit my head. Man City have twenty year old twenty one year old Foden and twenty two year old Haaland. Pep grow up, man. <laughs> also, me. I just wanted to say like just in case we're moving on. I think that was Grealish's best game at, in a City show. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, it's taken him a while. I think he started four on a trot for City now. Yeah. He desperately needed that. He looks like Villa Grealish, isn't it? De- yeah. But we, we've got to give it a bit of time, but it's a, it's a lot better from him. That was yeah, his best. It's a lot better from him. Uh, we, all, we all said it. Him and Sancho essentially played for the wrong team. Because Sancho, <laughs> yeah. we're watching Sancho now, yeah. He was Sancho awful. just, he, he cannot do anything as an isolation winger. Which awful. Grealish, Grealish eats in doing that. Like he will rip a, he will rip a fullback yeah, doing that. Right. He can come right. in, he can do combination play and all that stuff. So it's almost as if I don't, it's a bit different now under Ten Hag because there's actual coaching. But when when Man United had <laughs> when Sancho first came and they had the PE teacher who would let him de- let him do what he wants. You know, like in school where you had a supply teacher who said do what you want and yeah. who couldn't control the class. That's what, that's, what <laughs> um, that's why like Bruno was having the best time of his life. Now now, now we're seeing what he's on, isn't it? Every week there's a disaster class oh, compl- compilation, especially even with Man United playing well. But like just watching um, Sancho, he can't do anything in 1v1. No, he can't he's... do anything. He can't he, he can't outpace a fullback. Nope. The, and the thing is he has to play on the left, but then I personally think Rashford should be playing on the left. I think with Sancho, the best thing you can do right now is I would, I would get that terrorist out of the team and I play him as a number ten. You main there's a very obviously I'm not ten hogging now. I don't know. I ain't got, I ain't got no no credentials and I ain't won I ain't won the the Eredivisie before. But like, <laughs> give you, you that Ajax team. First, no, you first and foremost, yeah. True. Huh? Give you that Ajax team. Give any of us that Ajax team. We walk that. Let me just talk about someone specifically from that IX team. Because that man, I swear to God, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, let me talk about it now, innit? Anthony, that guy plays football like it's FIFA Street. You know you know where Anthony needs to go? He needs to sign up if they bring him back. Wayne Rooney's street striker. <laughs> That's exactly how he plays the game. Like some, like, do you remember that clip of the guy who was playing the charity match um, and he did the step over, yeah. the, the American little kid who did it? Oh, speed. Speed, speed, speed yeah. yeah. That's Anthony on the football pitch. Obviously, he's got the moments where he can score. But let's not forget, Daniel James scored three and four when he first started in Man United. So calm down. Man United fans are gas. The way I'd fix Man United right now is you have to get Casemiro in. I can't understand it. McTominay, 
went around kicking people for the last four weeks and all of a sudden people think he's rehabilitated. I, I actually, I read something today though, which was quite interesting. I, I don't know how true this is or not. So listen, anyone listening who's a United fan, drop in, we're drop just, into the just, DMs take and, care gospel. and fact check that. But apparently it wasn't even a Ten Hag signing. What, Casemiro? Yeah, just it, straight it from the ball. It seems that way. It seems that way because Anthony's how, how but, that's, that's, but that is not a good way to start. You know, you're under the, a new manager's reign. It's a it's a brand new era. Yeah. And if you're the board, you don't force players on someone if they don't want him, particularly if the manager's just come in. And this is not to say Casemiro's not a quality player, because mm. he is. Mm. Been there, done there, won it all. But it's very clear if the manager doesn't him. want him, and don't get me wrong, I think he'll find his way into that starting eleven soon enough. He has to, because yeah, McTominay's out here just doing... But... <laughs> <laughs> it's just for me if, if that really wasn't a manager signing and he actually didn't give that the go ahead then bad in time, yeah, yeah and not, I think it's, it's crazy good. because obviously that signing happened after they had the debacle at Brentford mm-hmm. um, another thing um, oh, Beek, I, didn't, I didn't finish wait wait me. hold on Van Der Beek will be very disappointed because his stepdad has disowned him <laughs> I see that I surplus see that. to requirements at United who's his stepdad Ten Hag oh, step and he still can't get in the team. Have some shame, bro. No, but that's what he's saying. He's not even in the team. Like, he's not even getting. You know what? Did he actually say that? Yeah. That sympathy thirty Matty. seconds. You don't yeah. even get that, bro. Your dad. That's actually his dad, isn't it? Like he's. he's, he's <laughs> I, I, stepdad, I was kind of enough to say stepdad. No, nah, bro. He's actually. You're actually. <laughs> so he's not actually his stepdad, though, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, he, okay, cool. <laughs> he figuratively you mean your dad, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. When you say stepdad, you actually mean like, actually might believable, wouldn't it? Like, he's, he's stepdad. <laughs> no. Like, he's he obviously he believable. <laughs> yeah, because you believed it. He, he married Ten Hag's daughter. Like, I genuinely thought that. I but think he, he's um. They, uh, uh, Burkamp's daughter. Burkamp, yeah. Okay, cool. But like when it comes to um, uh, my night. Firstly, that that they, that that um, what's his name Van der Beek thing is crazy. Like literally, we thought it was Solskjaer and Ragnik. They didn't fancy him, but the fact that you can't get in the team with the guy who literally brought you into the game in it essentially <laughs> brought, brought you into the world brought, brought you into the world in it literally birthed you bro yeah <laughs> uh, but um what the way i'd rehabilitate this man united team which hopefully i may long may continue play no, hey be play, careful play mctominay <laughs> wait be careful because play mctominay 10 play bruno um, ten hog might listen and go yeah. abdi's making a point you know yeah exactly or, yeah cool McTominay is a fantastic player if you're listening to <laughs> great his passing is sensational no, i would bring casemiro I'd have Ericsson playing, you know, you can play at an advanced there. You can play next to him because Ericsson's intelligent enough to do the hard work, but also he can progress the play as well. Mm-hmm. He's good enough on the ball and he's shown it most of the season. He was terrible at the weekend, but like he's shown it for most of the season. I'd probably put Sancho in at 10. You can have that little Beyblade on the side, wherever he is, Anthony. You can have him there. Still, he jars me so much because I'm just watching him doing all this unnecessary stuff. The goal was so, like, I'll give it to him. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. That was goal. a good finish. But yeah. like, at that point, Man City really weren't, were they really trying? Nah. So, um, and Grealish lost the flight of the ball badly. So, but then I also, I'd, br- I'd actually bring in, I know you got, you're not a fan junior, but I'd bring Martial. in Martial because Martial, he can hold up the ball. He's technically good enough to get involved. Uh, I feel like if he's playing with good, good enough players and he's got like, he's, he's actually played, when he played consistently as a striker a couple of years ago, he did get 20, 20 goals. So I would play him and I'd play Rashford out wide. But can I ask, um, thank you for doing up surgeon there. No, <laughs> but can I ask? You know, Marshall. Mm. How many chances do you get? Yeah. Last exactly. season, last season went on loan. Almost got sent back Stunk early because it, it was so out. bad. Like yeah. how? Uh, how? Like how? How many chances do you get? How long has he been at United now? Since twenty fifteen. So it's coming up to his, this is eight seventh eighth year. Eighth year. Yeah. It just gets to a point where you just 
you just got to think to yourself, you know what, it's actually not going to work. And I actually think Martial's a good player, but mm. when you're given so many chances and you can't take those chances, and we're talking consistently, he's been given a lot of chances yeah. by United. Injuries haven't helped him. Hey, hey, but hey. It's, a, it's a new regime. He ain't playing with Oli anymore. It's, it's like the it's like the Pepe thing. Oh no, next year's the his year. No, next year is his year. <laughs> just, I, I'm not watching Nice games, but I can safely say he's playing badly. Oh, he doesn't even get picked. Oh, there you go. Exactly. You can't you can't play for Nice, bro. And Nice, Nice. <laughs> what their transfer policy was: turn on Sky Sports. They just bought everyone who's ever played in the Premier League. The Ross Barkley, Cassius Michael. You know, Michael has been dropped already. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back in the weekend, but um, we need we need um, Pepe to play well. We need to sell him. Oh yeah, mate. Well, you know I ain't getting more than twenty. But he'll come by crook. Rate. He's not, mate. But if I have anything to do with it, <laughs> next year he's not. He's not playing at the Emirates. <laughs> you can come to the Emirates, but you're in the crowd. That's it. Yeah, just That's it. If, I, if I have anything to do with it, you're not coming in it. He signed a five-year deal in 2019. His deal's up in 2024. That's it. At the end of the day, you ain't come back. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a bit. So laughs> the next year, 2023 to 2024, you are not playing. I'm gonna say it right now. Pepe will not be playing for Arsenal if I have anything to do with it. Otherwise, a certain. <laughs> What are you going to do? Are getting, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, big man? Oh, okay. Allegedly. Can we just... Allegedly. allegedly hold on. Hey, hey, full allegedly, bro. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending a couple of bullets, bro. No, let's, uh, all right. So Crystal Palace played Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Can we just talk about Hasbro a little bit, innit? No, wait. No, no. We, we, okay, we, we, we can't. Well, yeah, out of time. But, um, <laughs> but Hasbro. Um, no, Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace played Chelsea. Um, we don't really care what happened, but let's just talk about the moment. Yeah, there was a contentious <laughs> decision in there. And I think... It's a red card. Of course, it's a red it's card. A red. Nonsense. He's through one on one. Thank you. I just one on one without that handball. Yeah, score. Yeah. Arguably, Palace score or they're through one on one. Essentially, he's denied a goal, a clear goal scoring they opportunity, don't, they don't and he's the last have, man. It doesn't need to need to be a guarantee of a goal. It's just a clear goal scoring. Clear goal scoring opportunity, last man. How both the referee and mm-hmm. the Stockley part, the people in the VAR room, wherever they were, how it just goes to show the incompetence. Yeah. Doubled down again. Yep. They're so bad. It's not even now. You can't even say now it's the it's the pressure of the moment that gets you because you've got people in VAR now yeah. taking yeah. a second look for you. How not one of them actually said, you know what? Clear goal scoring opportunity. He's the last man. It's actually crazy. It's a clear red. I'll be honest. If I was, Thiago, if, if I was me and Thiago Silva's situation, I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Char- Character-wise, but I you would have had to yeah. hold a red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and the, you would that's have had to point. accept it. That's the I would have taken the red rather than looking falling over and looking foolish. Well, Chelsea um, got away <laughs> with it again because remember and a few it, weeks ago, yeah. uh, the Mendy one. So I just feel like at this point, it's becoming like evident that if you're a smaller club yeah. going up against you're always gonna get shagged. one of the favourites, then you are going to get shagged. And mm. it's unfair because like, this has happened again to Palace because you remember the Newcastle game. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, that was no, that was Palace was against, from it. Yeah, yeah, but still, um, I think it's I'll, the inconsistency that we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, just that the referees are making bad decisions, and the worst thing is the accountability isn't there because yeah. there's not a, the whole point no of accountability. the accountability is the VAR. To make, what's the point of the VAR if they're always going to? You're literally there for no reason. You're just they, holding up a seat. Didn't they also say that they? Were, <laughs> and to they, be fair, they stand up in the VAR. Didn't, anyway, so. didn't they also say that they were going to start um, doing like a review? Uh, no, um, they were going to start coming Post out and yeah. Like, Listen, do you think any football manager ever, wants to come out? Right, let's say you've just been slapped five 0 Not a single football manager wants to come out and speak to the press about why that's happened. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But they do it because they are legally, yeah. they, yeah. Are be, they they are held accountable. It's contractually ob- obliged. It has to happen with referees, and I'm not even saying that would change much. 
all it would change is that you what know was your we'd, thinking? we'd get the odd kind of maybe we'd understand a little bit more, but it won't actually change the incompetence of yeah. Yeah, pretty much but every single. The thing single is, ref. if they know they have to face that decision, then they have to face it. The thing is, because the decisions they're making now is free of consequence. Yeah, they're all going to be back there next week. Yeah, unless you have a terrible, they shot might get demoted. You might get you demoted, might get demoted one to game to the championship, and you're straight back up, Law. Still, you're still getting paid the same money in it. So, but still, like, it's just. It, it it just goes to show like this situation. The reason obviously I don't want I don't want VAR to go because there's still that element of you might like if there's a clear error on the pitch yeah, you, you still might have you the, get the benefits yeah, from the it. benefit. Mm. But then if they're not implementing it, it just makes it completely waste. Yeah, yeah. Well, Conor Gallagher finally kind of stamping his mark. Um, it yeah, was a good goal. Further forward, didn't it? Yeah, it was a good goal. I mean, they got a better manager. Well, yeah. a more forward-thinking manager now. Yeah. Um, it could finish from Aubameyang, you know. Well, I was going to say, Thiago Silva does that three minutes later. Thiago yeah. Silva assists <laughs> Aubameyang. Mm, the thing with Aubameyang is that a lot of elements of his games have, have of his game have dropped in quality recently. But the one thing you never lose as a striker, even if you're 50 years old, put R9 on a pitch now. Bag you go. It's, I'm not talking in, a, in an actual uh, a full pace game but yeah. you put him in front of goal one on one with a keeper he'll know what to do he'll and finish he's still got the, fi- well, still got the finishing then, element of it a lot then, of his was, games he was are, bagging for Barcelona like six months ago so. it's true a lot of a lot of the other parts of his games are comp- of his game are completely dusted now but yeah. as, as a finisher you just don't lose that instinct and I always yeah. thought yeah like imagine if Brighton they just had a finisher Bro, they'd be winning the World Cup, man. Like, <laughs> Aubameyang is essentially playing for the Brighton manager and he can just play as a finisher, which is, scares me. I was talking to Tommy about it, Tommy from Ifs and Bucks, the Chelsea fan. I was saying, I was, I, was, I, I was hoping he was washed, but it scares me now because if he's going to play in a team with a manager who isn't going to ask for all of that stuff. Mm. I mean, Broja is a different type of striker, so is Havertz. But like, when you've got Aubameyang and you've got creativity around him, he isn't really. He's not really needed to get involved that much. But I still if think. He just, he, I still think. He, I hope he turns into more pain, bro. Please. I still think he he needs a high volume of um, chances. chances to to goals he's ratio. Got, he's got a manager who's bro. He he's yeah. blown every XG chart out <laughs> <laughs> historically. Yeah. So. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, um, just to recap some stuff, um, West Ham... Beat Wolves, Bruno Larga or whatever, Larja or Larja, whatever his name is, is gone. Interesting. Um, do, you, do you think that was a bit short-sighted? Mate, do you think been, it's a little bit short-sighted because you look at the team, it's literally Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. And it was, he was, his majority of it is from, you know, he's Portuguese, isn't it? Like, <laughs> he's, he's not even just lost, he hasn't just lost his players, he's lost a lot of his mates, isn't it? Yeah. They're all his bedrooms, mm. isn't it? So, he's <laughs> from back Portugal, isn't it? What you would say, though, on, on that one is that back end of last season, they weren't good enough. Yeah. He's been in charge for a year and a bit, 15 months, I think yeah. I was reading, and arguably they've actually got worse. Okay. So, I yeah, kind yeah. of understand that. I it was, kind a, it of was under- just I'm all, the upward trajectory yeah. under Nuno, innit? I'm all for giving managers more time. Um, so but They're rock bottom. They just can't score goals. It's crazy, innit? And the thing is, 
they're kind of unlucky because they're in summer signing. Was it Kaladzic? Oh, he got, he did his ACL. They're, they're, they're close. To, yeah, exactly. They're, they've had one win this season. So, um, But I was watching a bit of that game and I'm watching the, the Wolves players. And when it comes to like individual jewels and that, they were very much lacking, which is surprising because... For a Wolves team. For a Wolves team, they that's what they're good at. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of like... And I was, it goes back to like the, even it goes back to Trent. Like wh- what Trent and what a lot of these wall players needed is Arteta in the dressing room going, "When I lose a duel, I am upset." So Wolves, it's surprising to see. Who, who do you think they could get? I saw the wildest rumor. And I don't know if it's real though. With the sporting manager? No, someone oh. says Sam Allardyce. Sam I Allardyce. I thought I'm not even enjoying. I'm, I'm not sure if it wasn't no. parody, parody, but I genuinely saw Sam, Sam Allardyce. Allardyce rumor. Yeah. Can he even speak Portuguese? <laughs> This is why I question half the things you say. No, I swear to God, I'll, I'll pull up the tweet I saw, bro. I'll pull up the tweet. That is but insanity, who, who, who's bro. The, who's the manager that you you just said? Oh, no, because I, I, I have a fear that they'll, because of the links that they have with Portugal, they'll go and get the sporting manager. Oh, why is that a fear? Because he's very good, I feel like. Are you scared of Wolves? Under a good manager, they've got good players. Uh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not scared of them anymore, like, in terms of him, but that's a very good coach for... The level that they're at, and then it could progress them further. I'm, I'm just, bro. Read that. Read it out loud to the on the podcast. Who said it? Who said bro, it? First of all, I will read it out loud. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Who's Hamish McKeith? <laughs> click, 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 click his profile. He's got like three thousand five hundred. Who's Hamish McKeith? Click it quickly, bro. We've I don't need to look at his profile. Bro. <laughs> okay. right, I'll read. read, I'll, read, read it, I'll read it. I'll read it. Oh my days. This is from Hamish McKeith. <laughs> Stop hating on Hamish McKeith, bro. Bro, his at his at doesn't his at is called Thoughts of Fazul. <laughs> So how can you be called Hamish McKeith bro, and Fazl? Read the tweet, bro. <laughs> so got, Read the tweet, bro. Right, we got Wolves new Wolves to quickly move in, securing Sam Allardyce on lucrative deal until the edit. You've been had on here, you know Have that. I? But lucrative. Come on, man. Uh, Wolves board and Scott Sellers in accordance on need for ex England's managers quick fix know how in the league. Expect a speedy appointment. More to follow. <laughs> Bruv, H. H. Signed it off, H. Right, hey, what, what does H, H stand for Hamish? Hey, hey. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. He yeah. signs his own Twitter. No one else runs his Twitter account. If, if I this guarantee he runs up, his own Twitter account. If this ends up happening, I will come back and apologise <laughs> yeah, to you. But okay. for now, Bruv, look, Hamish McKeith, got, you're, giving me, oh your, you're giving me your phone he's and asking me He's the head of European to, Sports at FT, consultancy for Roy. He, he's got 3,400 followers, yeah? And he, yeah, well, a lot, Tanya's, a lot got, his, a lot Tanya's his, got more followers than him. So what? If Tanya tweets that, <laughs> if Tanya Shaquille, tweets it, you know. if Tanya tweets it, Sam Allardyce walking into Molly. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Newcastle no. uh, beat Fulham four-one in a in a quite comprehensive win. Obviously, Fulham were down to ten men. Uh, Almiron, but what the Almiron, Almiron goal. He this season he has been naughty. He's, He's been, been very, very good. good. He was like Jack Grealish. Shut your mouth. Chat about <laughs> me one more time. I dare Um. Yeah, very good. Um, Grealish would be happy to be playing like Armand this season, brother. He's got three goals this season now. So it's yeah. true. And a, a potential big blow for Fulham. Not sure how serious the injury is, but Mitrovic coming off, I think, before the half hour yeah, mark, um, doesn't bode well. But we'll see. Um, he Terrible. might come. He got injured over the international break, came back for this one. So we'll see. I, I, I'm just on the foul. Did you see the foul? No. Nasty challenge, Chalaba, yeah. And the thing is, yeah, I have no sympathy, Chalaba, because every single time I watch him play, he just annoys me. He's just so. <laughs> It, 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 uh, Nathaniel Chalaba, um, the Chelsea Chalaba's brother. Yeah, he used yeah. to play for Chelsea, innit? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that game they played in Man City and then 
Uh, that was when Fabregas was looking over his shoulder and Fernandinho pushed him twice and Fabregas threw himself over the hoarding and got himself sent off. But then when Fernandinho threw Fabregas to the ground, Chalaba came out of nowhere, pushed Fernandinho to the ground and got away with it. And ever since then, I've had an agenda against him. <laughs> <laughs> came on against us, yeah? At, he came on against us at the Emirates, yeah? And the guy was just moving so scatty, like fouling people, getting in fights. And um, I watched him can, get sent can, off at the weekend. Can you now understand why... I'm surprised when you don't know who the last Europa League final was because you remember some irrelevant <laughs> incident from Manchester You don't remember City. last year's final, but you remember... <laughs> Chalabar. Chalabar pushing. Yeah, Chalabar pushing. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, bro. Uh, but, bruv, like, I think that's the problem. I'm, I'm saving up all this incredible <laughs> memory for little things, agendas like that from 2016. Can't remember what happened last week, bro. So. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't realise, yeah, Newcastle hadn't won for six games yeah. before that game. Yeah. Which is crazy. Enough like draws. They, a good they didn't lose that many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They needed that win. No, you're right. Yeah. Mm. But they, they've gone up to seventh and it's been a a much better start than last season when they, oh, yeah. they didn't win a game until like Eddie Howe, like, what was it? December? I forgot about it. I think it was t 11 or 12 games in. They hadn't won. Yeah. yeah I could yeah. be wrong. And No, I think, yeah. It was, yeah, I think it was longer than actually. Might but, have even no, been I feel like... The first win came in December. First, yeah, first win yeah, came yeah. under How? Eddie Howe. I'm yeah, pretty sure. In December, yeah. I feel like. Crazy. Yeah, December, like in the regular season, that's like 10, 12 games in now, isn't it? That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep watching Bruno G and I'm just thinking that was the one I go away. Mm -hmm. I mean, you I say that about most midfielders. <laughs> Modric, go away. Iniesta, um, I mean, and then the rest of the games were pretty uneventful. Everton won again. They keep up their good run of form. Frank Lampard seems like he's got it right. <laughs> the best defence in the league. That's crazy. Isn't yeah, it? I yeah know. that it's is mental. My boy Iwobi just keeps going about. Yeah, he played I really well. I invested stocks game one and I'm so happy yeah, I did. because You did not invest stocks. When you go, sold go him, I don't think I've ever go, seen go, you go happier. Go. Hey, I said I invested <laughs> stock at the beginning of the season. No one was talking about Iwobi three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> It's the beginning of the season, Iwobi. Send him in Iwobi. Everyone does invest in stocks and I invested stocks the first day as well. Innit? Hey, I, I invested after other people invested. I, I say that. I, I'm not like some some, some so, oracle, bro. So three months ago, <laughs> so you're three, waffling. So three months ago in July, mm -hmm. you were on this podcast talking about Iwobi. No, I wasn't. I said it wasn't. Do you know why? Because it took uh, three or four performances before you jumped on the train. So, I will give him credit. He did come in on here and say the Chelsea game when Iwobi played centre mid. He came on here and he said he was surprised. No, it was Aston Villa game, the second game of the season. No, I listened to podcasts recently. Oh, okay, well. So he watches games repeatedly, then he goes and listens to the whole I'm podcast. I'm reviewing my performance. <laughs> how you get better, what, what, so what grade did you give yourself after that? That game, I wasn't. I, I didn't have a good podcast. That weekend, yeah. Are we talking C, nah, B minus? No, I would say I probably got a 4.9 like Lisandro. <laughs> but to be fair, I'm six foot four, so it's fine. Six, six foot four, yeah. <laughs> I must be seven too. Oh, you can be that if you want to be, innit? Don't hate <laughs> on me, innit, bro? Be. You can be as tall as you want to be, bro. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, now, um, uh, can we just quickly talk about the Leeds Aston Villa game. They did a whole piece on um, Ollie Watkins. Mm -hmm. I really don't understand what's going on with Villa, like in terms of. It's They're like awful at when the I watch Ings and Watkins, I'm thinking if they put them together, you have a really good striker because I feel like Ings has got the mm. the final touch. The issue with that, not don't want to cut you up, but the issue with that is they've tried that a yeah. lot. No, I mean like into one person. Like you, oh, yeah. Then you literally have a top striker who can cover. Yeah. Because Ollie Watkins' game is really good at. Especially up until, recently, up, up until, until the final yeah. third. Mm. And they were talking about he does all the hard things well. 
but he's doing the easy, simple things really right. badly yeah. at the moment. And I think it is a confidence issue. Just uh, the first half, I, I tried to watch it, but I literally sometimes it was a I, terrible have, game. I have difficulty watching games I have no care about. Like I will just, I'll get angry at the fr- when the ball goes out for a throw-in. I'll literally try and like change the channel and then come back to it. But then I, I, I don't have the patience to watch it. But like watching that game, the sending off was coming from a mile away because... Although he got sent off for a stupid thing, Sinistera. Yeah. Like it was, what did he do? Like he stood in front of the, right. the freak. Quick and, then, and then he kicked the ball away. The ball. But like in the first half, there were some tackles that were going in. Leeds are a completely different team. Uh, that Adams, I'd have him in Arsenal's team tomorrow, bro. He's very good. I want that guy. Like, I'm but I really him. like Aronson. Yeah. And then you've got Rocker as well. Like that whole, they're a whole different team. Like we thought they lost Rafinha. They lost um, Calvin Phillips. Phillips. We thought it was curtains for them. They lost their, well, they lost Bielsa. And Bamford as well. Bamford's barely been fit. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's just, and brother, you lost Daniel James. Not really losing him, you, you gained him going. So, but yeah, you gotta feel sorry for Villa fans. This, what was the game just before the international break? That was Man honestly City, one, one of the one. biggest stinkers. No, uh, oh. just before that, I think it was Villa. Someone, one of the biggest stinkers of the whole decade. Not even just the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it finished nil nil, and it was just such a terrible game. It might have even been Friday night football. They oh, didn't they get nil nil with Brentford? No, Southampton, was it? Southampton. Southampton. It was Villa Southampton. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, I sat and watched that and it was so bad. And I watched that Villa Leeds game and... It's the same, isn't it? It's the same. It, it, was it, it wasn't good. Jesse March even came out afterwards and said... Uh, it was Leeds who hadn't played in like a month, innit? Yeah, I can't it was like remember how long. like a mini pre-season yeah. for them. What just happened? But Jesse March came out afterwards and said like... Yeah. I'm just not happy with what I've seen from the yeah. opposing team. Yeah. Like it's he's not quite honest in his post-match interview. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's it's profession. It's profession. He said, he he said I feel a mug, bro. You're so stupid. He what? said, "I feel really sorry for our fans that have come to watch this game and Villa have just come to sit behind the ball." Yeah, but I feel like Villa had the better chances. Yeah, but still, but, like, yeah. yeah, Coutinho had a good chance yeah. to hit the post. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's one thing Watkins needs to do. I know you just said that Watkins. If you merge them, you get a great player. I agree. Watkins has to add goals to his game. That's the one thing that Danny Ings actually has over him. Not the one thing, but one of the main things. I'd is get, I'd get, I, what I'd do is if I'm rehabilitating Villa, I'd get, I'd get, I'd get Buendia starting. Games. Are you a doctor today? Yeah, man. Rehabilitating, rehabilitating everyone. Yeah, man. Bro, no, and, but to be fair. It was. It wasn't long ago. Deadline day. I was wishing death upon Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Bruv, you know what? Suffocate. I don't care, bro. <laughs> All right. Unplug the life support. Well, can I just say that de- that decision has been vindicated because since then Kamara's been ruled out for the season. Uh, Villa's centre mid, um, and just Is he out it for the does. Season? Uh, oh, for at least three, four months. A long time. And he's going to need another month to get back up to speed. Um, that decision. From the outside looking in has been vindicated. They really need him now. I disagree. I'm joking. <laughs> he wouldn't get in this team now anyway, bro. <laughs> um, man of the week. Um, we've done the cycle, so we're back at the start. Who do you go for? I'm just going to go for the easy win. <laughs> Three goals, two assists. I've got to go with the, the android, Erling Haaland. <laughs> where yeah. did, where did, what happened to his middle name, bro? They used to call him Erling Braut Haaland. Where's Braut? Braut has oh, gone yeah, now. that's true. <laughs> just got, just I think it's like, more, marketable, more marketable to have two names. Do you yeah. remember when um, Papi Cisse came to the league? He was called Papi's Denver Cisse. He lost that Denver quick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you've gone Haaland. I'm going to go with... You know what? I'm just gonna go with um, with Jesus. Really? Actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna go with Shaka. Redemption. Season. I mean, you had two hat tricks to pick from, but go on. I mean, uh, you've already got Man City player, so I'm gonna go with Shaka. There's another hat trick. Let a well, man switch it up if he wants to go with Shaka. Oh, Trossard. <laughs> now nah, let Mark if he wants to. No, no chance. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving it to Foden. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to give it to Foden. Um, it's going to be a close battle this week. The, the robot's going to win most likely, but... The robot. <laughs> oh, well, in, in the, I thought you meant Man City playing. You mean in the poll? In the poll, yeah. yeah Leicester yeah. are playing Nottingham Forest, but not, Haaland's not involved in that game. Yeah, you'd probably, you'd probably come and go, let me get a game. <laughs> couple, bag a couple goals. You see walking yesterday was easy. Man- so, like, yesterday was easy. Let me get a run out. Someone, someone <laughs> said, I see on Twitter, someone said, this is the, we'll wrap it up now. Someone said that every World Cup manager should have yeah. uh, a button... <laughs> That they can press get, once in the World Harley, Cup yeah. and he comes down Harley, in a parachute yeah. and you <laughs> get Eddie gets the last five minutes. To activate, I have to act, he's like your wild card in yeah. Yeah, yeah. You activate Haaland. Right, get, activate the Haaland button. <laughs> right. Yeah, he scores a hat trick for everyone in 30 minutes. And, <laughs> and then Tanya will submit her man of the week when she has Just, just before we log, um, sign out, I just want to say, um, I wanted to say a couple of weeks ago, but. Um, Elijah from Aggregate Score got married, so come and say oh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations, bro. And also, um, it's your mum's birthday tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. So happy birthday, your mum. Hey, hey. Double cheer. So you lot, you lot thought I was coming with some nonsense before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't lie. lie. I can't <laughs> lie. <laughs> but we'll catch you on the next exciting episode of We'll Talk About That Later. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.